Safe Semantics, episode 222. It is August 15th, 2023. My name is Myro. This is the podcast where I ramble on for a bit about some shit. Um, <clears throat> early week, early in the week podcast episode recording. I'm going to split it into two parts uh, this time. Just because I had the uh, opportunity to record today. Uh, it's going to be a short um, short recording today. Uh, I'm going to keep it kind of brief. I don't have a whole lot to really catch up on necessarily, but, uh, yeah, I just wanted to record. I want to put something out there. So, um, it, right now, just a brief catch up on the Women's World Cup. Uh, we are at the semifinals now. The Spanish team has made it to the finals. They beat Sweden this uh, yesterday, I guess you could say, yesterday or last night or early this morning for us. Um, and they've now proceeded to the finals. And then I think today, either today or tomorrow, it is going to be England versus Australia. And that's going to be a pretty big game, so... Uh, will I be able to catch it? Probably not, just because of timing. Um, I do, if it is possible, I would like to watch the final live. I think that would be pretty exciting. Um, it's probably going to be at like midnight or like 1 a.m. or something. But I, I want to catch it. I think it will be pretty exciting. Um, I watched, uh, did I watch the Men's World Cup? I did, I watched the Men's World Cup, I think, live part of it uh i wish i watched the entire thing live but it was a that was a pretty great great game so i'm hoping for you know it'll be hard to expect to the same caliber because that that was like an all-time game but uh i think it'll be there's some good teams remaining so i think it would be really great to see australia make it to the final i mean it'll be crazy for them to to win it all at in in the you know as the host country, I think that'd be pretty awesome uh, to witness. I think the crowd would be crazy to to witness. So, um, yeah, that's sort of my. Uh, I I I I hope that they can make it for you know. I think that that would just be an exciting kind of premise and uh, setting for for the final game of the the cup. So that's sort of uh, that's kind of a brief catch up on on that regard. Um, uh, I, I no longer have any skin in the game. All of my, all of the countries that I was rooting for has long been, not long, but they've been out for a little bit now. Um, so I don't, I don't really have a whole lot of skin in the game, but I think it'll be exciting to see Australia win it all. Uh, just considering the, you know, the setting and everything like that. So that is, yeah, that's sort of, uh, where things are currently. Uh, I think by the time I record next time, the, uh, it'll be over by then so i'll provide a provide an update potentially later later this week or weekend um i started ghost trick this weekend uh so right after i beat persona i not right after but you know pretty you know relatively soon after i beat persona um i picked up ghost trick um I'm I'm really enjoying it so far. It's like the perfect, like I said, that it, it, that's kind of it, it's really an in between game for you know taking kind of a bit of a you know small 
stint from one JRPG to, to the next, right? Uh, instead of diving in, uh, taking a small break with kind of Ghost Trick. Um, and it's really great. It's it's perfect. It's it's right. It's exactly what I wanted. It is um, is a complete is a completely linear storyline. Um, you just kind of complete the objective uh, to get to you know the next chapter of the story. It's it's very. Uh, you could argue that it has a very visual novel esque style of gameplay. A lot of the interaction is text based. Uh, you know. You know, dialogue, you're reading notes, that sort of thing. Um, but I really enjoy it. It's it's really it's compelling. I'm excited to see where it takes, where it goes next. Um, it, it does it it does feel this is absolutely not taking any you know points away from my experience, but it, it definitely does feel like it was originally intended for the ds um i i i remember i i, t- I said this before last time but i remember it, um i remember it being advertised on uh nintendo power back when you know i was still subscribed to the magazine and i also remember seeing you know some a few ads here and there um i, I don't remember if I, I was interested in picking it up or not but I, I it seemed pretty interesting i played i think i played the demo way back way back then um, they released it on iPhone. That's what they did. They released it on iPhone. I don't know if I picked up the demo, but, um, yeah, that was something that had happened. And I mean, I think that it works for, you know, kind of a mobile phone setting as well. You know, you don't know, it's not a super high, I, I don't think it requires a whole lot to, to run the game. Um, but, uh, I, I just, I've, uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed it so far. I, I really like kind of the click and point adventure aspect of it. I haven't really played a ton of games like this one, um, where you know you sort of a lot of it is based around you exploring the confines of, I guess, the two D space essentially, right? Um, and trying to figure out puzzles, clicking certain objects to manipulate them in a certain manner so you could solve certain puzzles that sort of thing um i mean the puzzles aren't really all that complex it's it's much more related to timing and you know doing the right thing at just the right moment um so i i I don't know there's it's it's really i i think it's really nice and it's i think it's it's cool um i'm excited to i would be interested in seeing more games of this type i don't know if i I don't know if i would really want to play a full-on visual novel uh but maybe some visual novel elements um i think there still needs to be some level of interactivity between me and the game um you know i i I don't maybe i haven't really tried it where i've actually delved into a you know visual novel game where i'm you know reading the text and engaging with the characters and, and, and all that but I, I just feel I, I, I think I would much more be interested in playing a game that you know has certain elements maybe the gameplay is sort of secondary to the story but it adds kind of that element of you being the player you're the one that's like solving the mystery you're the one that's uh, I guess changing the fates of people in the case of Ghost Trick uh, I think that would be a little more up my alley as opposed to maybe just um reading along to a visual novel but again 
I haven't really, you know, haven't really dabbled with any of that, uh, you know, to, to, to the full extent. So I can't really say that, uh, I can't really say if, if I would really fully enjoy it or not. I just, I just don't know yet. Um, I also mentioned this, you know, before, but I believe 13 Sentinels, which is another game on my list that I really would like to play. I think that's probably going to be a little later down the line. Uh, but I heard it has some visual novel elements as well. So, but I heard that the story is like really great and, um, super engaging. So I, I do want to pick that up. Um, and, uh, I, I'm going to really try, I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I think it'll be a lot easier than other games that I've played where I go into it fully blind. Um, it is a smaller game. I, I don't, I don't think it's as, um, I don't think it's as popular as, you know, past games that I've played, you know, Zelda, Xenoblade, whatever, um, where it's much more, I'm much more prone to being exposed to spoilery stuff. So I think it'll be, as long as I don't, I don't know, as long as I don't fucking go onto the YouTube search bar and look up 13 Sent- Sentinels, like gameplay, that, that's going to spoil everything that my recommended is going to be fucked, you know? So, <laughs> uh, as long as I don't do that, as long as I just kind of keep off of things, keep off of Reddit, all of that, I think I'll be good to go. So, um, I really want to go blind, uh, into that one. Uh, speaking of going into blind, I picked up, uh, or rather near Tomada, um, just arrived yesterday, I believe. Um, I ordered it through Amazon. Um, I wanted a physical copy of the game. Um, and so, yeah, that's going to be the next one. This is the next big one that I'm going to be delving into. Um, I have certain ideas of what to expect for that game. Um, I know about the creator. Uh, I forgot his name. I just, I just forgot his fucking name. Uh, it's not Yoshida. That's not, that's Yoshi P, right? Um, I forgot his name. Uh, but he, he also created, or previous to Nier, he created the Drakengard series, I believe. And, um, from my understanding, those games have some pretty crazy storylines and crazy concepts and whatnot. So, um, I'm really excited to get into Automata. Um, I've only heard good things about it. Um, I do know about the whole, I guess, there, there being kind of multiple storylines or multiple, um, you know, threads or whatever the fuck. I, I know about that because that's kind of a common um, common idea that, that people sort of already, uh, that's already kind of out there, you know what I mean? It's also a bit of an older game where it's like 2016 when it originally came out, 2017. Um, so it's not that surprising that there's a lot of info out there already, so, uh, I'm gonna try my best to really stay spoiler-free on that experience, because I think that's gonna be really special, um, I'm really excited to, to play it, I've heard that the, the themes and the elements of the game are very dark and pretty heavy, which I, I like, I like in, you know, certain aspects, maybe not in all games or mediums, but, um, I, I, I'm always, I, I'm always interested in games tackling more difficult subjects, uh, you know, like, you know, death and mortality and whatnot. I think that's one of the reasons why Xenoblade 3 resonated with me so much is because of just kind of these, the exploration of these themes and, um, 
just how much the world and the characters really contributed um, to kind of, I guess, delving into more difficult topics, um, how it discussed certain things, even if it's like a minor thing, um, including, I don't know, culture and economics and that sort of thing that, you know, they briefly touch upon those ideas and as well and, and sort of tackle that talking about things like vulnerability and, you know, how you, how you, how you present yourself to other people and being true to yourself. I mean, these are, these are concepts that are pretty common in, in JRPGs in general, but I, I think the way that they sort of melded that with the more, the more complex and more uh, difficult topics like death and, and, you know, just sort of dealing with mortality and just kind of the cycle of abuse and that sort of thing. I think that I, I felt that it handled it really well. Um, yeah, so I, 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 I really appreciated kind of how those themes were, were tackled in, in three. And uh, I'm excited to kind of see... I'm, I'm assuming probably some similar ideas and themes are um, discussed in Nier, maybe to a much more heavier extent, but um, I'm excited to I'm excited to, to check that out, and I'll probably be talking about that um, as I as I play through it. So that's going to be later down the line. Um, other than that, what else has been going on? You know, when it comes to the off season for basketball. There are things that are happening for sure. Um, it's a pretty, <laughs> oftentimes, I mean, you know, earlier on in the off season, there, there was the whole, I guess, trade, free agency deadline, right? So there's a lot of shit that was going on there. Uh, and once in a while, you get some, you get some headlines going on. Like right now, there's that James Harden, Daryl Morey situation where it's like, okay, there, this is a, it's a pretty significant falling out from these guys. I mean, because I remember there being that one <laughs> that one video when Harden got traded to Philly back in, like, 2022, right? Um, where he arrived on the plane, and, like, there was this, like, embrace that they had <laughs> on the tarmac. Uh, and I thought that shit was so funny. And now it's just, it's this. It's, it's, it's the ultimate business breakup. It's pretty... It's pretty funny. Um, I feel kind of bad for Embiid. Um, I just, I feel, you know, I touched upon this during the playoffs, but I felt this year was really their chance to make a push for the finals considering, um, you know, they had an opportunity. The Bucks were knocked out in the first round. The Celtics were incredibly inconsistent. Uh, They had an opportunity to uh, take them out in the second round, but they didn't. They kind of choked on that, um, and now they're sort of uh, now there's just kind of this uh, gray area for them where you don't really know what the future is. Um, I mean, you know, I I, I think they have they've had they've been in this sort of I guess championship window for the past like three years since 2018, 2019, right? Um, back in 2019, it was the it was the uh, guy, uh, the Kawhi buzz, buzzer that put him away, uh, when they went up against the, uh, the Raptors. Right. So, um, they've just, you know, some of them obviously is just kind of unlucky for sure. But I think this year, especially it was just sort of squandered. 
opportunity to say to take advantage of that situation uh so i don't know i don't know what this future of the sixers are is right now it's not looking super great you know mostly pertaining to the james harden situation to him you know requesting out uh but yeah i don't know if uh it's looking all that good for Embiid either it's probably not going to be a super long-lasting relationship for him uh I, I don't know. It's just it kind of it, it sucks. It's it's too bad because I, I do like him as a player. Um, you know, even if he does maybe foul bait a little bit much, but it's, other than that, he's he's an incredible player. Just nobody really plays like him specifically right now. Um, both on both ends of the floor. So uh, yeah, that's sort of the. Other than that, NBA offseason right now is pretty quiet for the most part. I, I think we're just waiting for basketball. I mean, right now there, there's actually the FIBA. FIBA World Cup going on, but I just haven't really tuned into it. Um, so maybe I should do that because if there's basketball on, like, what am I doing? You know, I just haven't really been locked in, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I want to check it out because um, it seems like the U.S. team. It seems like a fun group this year. Uh, I don't. I have no idea. I have no idea what round or what part of the tournament it's currently in um i've just seen some clips and i've seen some results of you know the u.s you know winning their games and whatnot but i have no idea what the current <laughs> i don't know what the current standing is for for the world cup there so uh maybe i'll check it out i think maybe i'll do that after after the women's uh soccer world cup so uh yeah i guess that's gonna be it for for now next time uh next time you'll hear me it would it'll be it'll be the same recording because I, I I just added to the I just added the two clips together so it's not <laughs> uh, next time I'll I'll be I'll be talking is this weekend so yeah stay tuned for that all right it is now August twentieth two thousand and twenty three recording this on a Sunday a lovely Sunday afternoon. Just chilling and vibing. The weather is nice. It's a little warm. It's a little warm for my taste, but um, probably better than some other places right now, uh, including you know places like Hawaii and uh, Canada. Uh, so I'll take you know just a small heat complaint is nothing compared to what other people are experiencing right now. So yeah that's that's what's going on in terms of you know climate and whatnot but um yeah i've been i've been doing all right uh this weekend has been decent the past week i would say has been okay i felt it it, it was just it was one of those weeks it was just one of those weeks where i just kind of felt a bit off uh I feel I can kind of pinpoint why. I mean, it's, you know, kind of sleep and other things. I felt like I re- I really don't know why, but for some reason this past week I was just really fixated on my phone. Like I was just like constantly on my phone. If I wasn't working, I was like on my phone just like looking shit up on Reddit or like, I don't know, YouTube or I don't know, maybe Discord or whatever, but yeah I was just like fixated and it was just I don't I don't know why I don't really know why it it was just like like if I had TikTok it would have been so much worse but uh yeah for some reason I just couldn't 
um, I couldn't get away from my phone. I mean, t- I'm technically using my phone right now to record, you know what I mean? So, um, uh, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's hard to get away from that, but I, I really want to try to limit my use of it this week. I feel like it was just super detrimental, um, super detrimental just in terms of, I don't know, sleep and shit. Like I was just getting, I just felt like I was super distracted. <clears throat> Luckily, this is sort of a, uh, silver lining kind of situation but uh you know work is gonna start to pick up for me which you know is both a kind of blessing and a curse but um the one good thing is that i'll i will you know it will sort of incentivize me to you know you know stay away from my phone i think what i should do is i should like store my phone like somewhere else you know what i mean where it's like a difficult spot to um difficult spot to find so i'm not just like go back to it start scrolling on some shit you know what i mean um i also think and i'm thinking back and this is me thinking back to when i was younger i used to use an alarm clock like an actual alarm clock um to wake up for school and shit i kind of want to do the same thing like i kind of want to get like an alarm clock because i feel the, my phone is like way too convenient you know what i mean like it's just way too convenient to it it's like right beside my bed you know my bedside um i have it you know i use my phone for essentially for like everything right alarm calendar alerts events whatnot um so i just feel like it it might be a good idea to just pick up an alarm clock you know what i mean and try that out again because it kind of worked when i was a kid you know what i mean i wasn't distracted like i mean i didn't have a phone like so that was like a huge thing phone i didn't start using like a ipod or touchscreen device you know until i was like 14 or something 13 maybe um so i feel that uh i feel that it might be actually be beneficial to pick up something like an alarm clock like a physical alarm clock and use that instead of my phone just so i can kind of you know really wean off of this my phone you know my apps and shit there are a lot of uses for sure but i've just found that i guess it it, it really most mostly relates to just kind of the past week and how, how i've dealt with it um but yeah i've just been distracted i just haven't felt super focused and i think that my phone unfortunately kind of contributed to that uh so i, I think that just trying to maybe you know take some steps to use it less in general will be good just general basic ass phone practice you know what i mean like it's such it's just like 101 like you know keep keep the shit away from you just because i think that i think that's just like the main thing really it's simple it's not that difficult um so i might try to do at least one of those things um you know maybe just like put my phone somewhere else but yeah i think the alarm thing would be like a good idea to try out um yeah other than that this past week's been again quiet uneventful it's been eh you know like just because of how i've sort of slept and how i dealt with it i've just sort of felt bleh i feel i feel pretty good right now i feel decent right now um a little tired but like a good kind of tired because i went to the gym earlier um and so now i'm uh feel uh just kind of i felt productive in that sense um i felt like i got stuff done and uh yeah now i'm just uh 
just going to relax for the rest of the day. Um, I finally went and saw Oppenheimer yesterday. Finally. I finally, uh, I finally was like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to go and watch it. Cause like part of me was, part of me was like, maybe not super, I don't know. Like I, I wouldn't have been like, I would have have, I wouldn't have beat myself up if I didn't watch it in theaters or if I didn't like watch it at all. Um, but I'm glad I did. I'm glad I went and and went and saw it. Um, what did I think of the movie? I think it was all right. I, I, I enjoyed it. I think as an overall movie going experience, just in terms of my general enjoyment of the film, it was probably like a kind of like a seven, 7.5 out of 10. So it was good. It was good. Um, I I kind of viewed it so it was I'll get I'll give like kind of a bit of a background in a, in a sense so I'm half Japanese my mom is Japanese um and I I don't know I just I just want to kind of provide my perspective uh I I was talking to my mom before I went to watch the movie, um, and, you know, she was, she was talking about, we were just kind of, you know, chatting, she was talking about how it's possible that the movie is not going to get shown in Japan for kind of obvious reasons, you know, relating to, you know, the bombings and everything like that, um, and I feel that, I don't know, I think with that context, I was sort of kind of viewing this film on a very kind of, you know, historical level of like, who was ultimately affected by all of this, you know what I mean? Like, who were the people that were affected by these kind of institutions, not just Oppenheimer himself, right? Like, he was very much kind of a reflection of the state. Um, you know, he's kind of the, I don't want to say figurehead in a sense, but kind of close to that, you know what I mean? In, in terms of him being, you know, the quote-unquote father of the bomb. Um, but yeah, like, it's just sort of the, these institutions, these countries, like, who were, who, who were the people that were ultimately affected by these things, Right. Um, civilians, right? Uh, civilians of both, you know, I mean, of course, like the, you know, Japanese citizens that were, you know, bombed, um, but also people that, you know, whose land was taken away, um, whose, you know, property was taken away in order to, uh, you know, test the nuclear sites, people that were affected by the nuclear radiation, um, and the movie did touch upon these things, like, you know, uh, there was, like, a, there was that one, um, there's that one scene with, uh, Truman and Oppenheimer, kind of towards the end of the film, uh, where they had their meeting, uh, and, like, Oppenheimer suggested to Truman to kind of give back the land to the Indians, right, just kind of his, in line was kind of his, you know, leftist sort of progressive political views and stuff um so 
you know, there were like some things that were sort of touched upon there. Um, but it's sort of like, I don't know. It, it, it was, uh, when I was, but just kind of to, to my point of the movie experience, like in the back of my head, I was just always kind of thinking about like, they were, you know, showing all of these like historical figures and maybe this is just kind of how I've sort of become, um, how I've started to kind of look at things, um, where you sort of, you know, you look at these famous historical figures, um, and how, how, you know, kind of what they stand for. You can, of course, praise their accomplishments and their achievements and be like, wow, that's very, um, impressive what they were able to do in their lives. But then you kind of have to think about, you know, their positions of, you know, privilege and whatnot, the people that are, you know, the people that are kind of revered as these like historical figures. And even if they're not revered, even if they are just, you know, famous because of just, you know, maybe they live in infamy, like, you know, it's like predominantly white dudes, you know what I mean? Like, I know this is not like a super novel concept by any means. This is something that's been talked about quite a lot recently, but it is something that I have started to kind of reflect on when I look at historical um historical events and just history in general um and so when i was just when i was watching the movie i was just kind of thinking about like all of the actors and like not the like not the actual actors but like the the all these figures and people that were part of this kind of uh part of the movie and just sort of like what they were kind of a part of um and then just kind of thinking like why I mean this is all fascinating and this is all really well done and I know and I the movie does you know criticize these things for sure like you know you have one of the scenes that I felt like the most affected by was like after I think it was after the Japanese surrendered there was that scene in Los Alamos in the uh, auditorium uh, you know, where Oppenheimer gave a speech and, you know, he had all these people that were cheering and chanting and he started to kind of see these, you know, visions of, or not visions, but, you know, um, his, his kind of sense of his perception of reality became kind of distorted because he was, instead of cheering, he was hearing screaming and, um, instead of kind of crying with joy, they were, you know, crying out of, just fear and uh you know just complete loss of life like that 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 was kind of um that affected me i felt like that was a very moving scene i thought that was really well done um but i just it you know like they give numbers you know they talk about how you know over a hundred thousand people were killed with the two bombs they brought it up uh at like the court hearings with you know you know, when they were, like, questioning Oppenheimer for his, like, security clearance, um, and I thought, you know, those, those kind of conversations, and, you know, sort of the, the sort of character study of Oppenheimer was really interesting, but I don't know, I just, I just felt, um, it was just kind of like, what is this all in service of? Um, I know this is very much, a character study of Oppenheimer for sure it does I think it does a 
pretty good job of dissecting his character his you know obviously his kind of brilliance as a theorist and all that um but also his flaws for sure um but i'm just also thinking about like i don't know just the broader scale of things like i kind of see all of these characters their interactions all of these things kind of building up to you know the bomb the building of the bomb and all that and i'm like i like it, you, you you already you know you, we know the outcome right it's like we we kind of know what the outcome is it's like i i just um i don't know i i i i was sort of like i i i wish that i was more fascinated with like how oh this is like how the chemical structures of the bomb was like created uh you know these are like things that was um you know kind of discussed in the film um yeah, like I, like I, I really wanted to kind of be, I, I wanted to sort of be, you know, similar to how they, you know, Nolan presented kind of these scientific scenes and in Interstellar. Like I was really intrigued by all of that. You know, even if it's you know poking a pen through a piece of paper kind of thing. Like yeah, I don't know. I thought that was fun. <laughs> I mean, now at this point, it's kind of a parody, right? But um, I. I really wanted to kind of be like enamored and just in the scenes where they were talking about the science and being like, wow, look at all of these things. I just couldn't, it was just really hard for me to disassociate, um, that with just like the complete human, uh, just this, you know, catastrophe that, you know, occurred afterwards. Um, and just kind of the human toll of, of these creations. And again, the film does address these things it it does like the talks you know oppenheimer's very much you know after you know after the bomb dropped and you know kind of throughout the movie he was the you know there was like conflict with him and you know him having conversations with people about uh just the effect of the bomb and shit and you know this will change the world and all that like you know there was there were conversations like that leading up to the point after you know when the bomb dropped and then after the bomb dropped there was always um there was always that kind of theme running through for sure but you know i mean like at the very beginning it was like something about hephaestus or like god gave humans fire and then and, you know just like kind of the toll that you know it's the awful impact that has had on humanity as a whole um i don't know i just felt that it was not i i was not as impacted by those discussions as i maybe would have liked um and it's not like it's this movie is it's focusing for you know on the cinematics and everything like that um i think that's really a, a strong draw for the film uh i just wish that maybe maybe instead of little bits and pieces that were given to the uh to the bombings i think maybe there should have been 
just a slight more of a focus or maybe a slight maybe I don't know maybe like a scene or two there was one scene where they were in the projector room and they were looking at the effects of the bombing I feel like that could have been you know I, I totally understand not wanting to show you know not wanting to show the actual images that might have been an issue um but it was just sort of it was like 20 seconds of you hear you hear like a narration going on and you see the people you know you see the members of the audience including Oppenheimer looking and watching the screen he was he like looks away right he looks away from the uh the projector and so you understand you know he doesn't want to look at the effect of his own you know his own creation like I, I understand that um but I think we as an audience kind of need to look at that a little bit. This is a blockbuster movie for sure. This is, you know, meant to be shown to wider audiences. I think it's worthwhile to maybe see those images, even if it's just a single image. If it's just, it just show, you don't need to, maybe you don't need to show images of, the, you know, maybe you don't need to show close-ups of the people who have been killed, but just show maybe like a, I don't know, like a satellite view, I, I, I don't, you know, like a far-off shot of the, you know, explosive damage that I, that it did to the city, that sort of thing, I don't know, um, because I just don't feel like it was very effective. And I know that the ultimate takeaway with this film is not, you know, that of course there's the, you have to, there's like the thing of like, you have to think about um, just the awful nature of war and just the, you know, what, what people have to do in order to kind of, uh, you know how how there's this uh in order to win wars like the people that there there comes uh scientific ingenuity is sort of the uh it's sort of the proprietor for who wins the war essentially right um and that was very much the case in world war ii and i guess you could say that it continues to be um but yeah I know this is sort of a bit of a messy kind of I have more to say about the film um, but I just and I, I've been talking a little bit about just kind of you know the background of I, I, I'm trying my best to really explain why I felt that the film wasn't as effective as I felt it could have been like there again there were certain scenes that were, were like okay this is really good like I really like how this is presented um but just in terms of a kind of a message i i feel it maybe was not as effective as it could have been um and it's really hard to pinpoint exact reasons uh 
but I've tried my best, so hopefully you kind of understand where I'm coming from uh, when I say these things. Uh, that is, that you know, I, I enjoyed the film, for sure. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I just think there are cer- certain things that, you know, on a much more serious, like, I mean, the whole movie is serious. There's a lot to really think about. Um, but, and I know that it, it is primarily focusing on Oppenheimer's character. Of course, for sure, because that's the name of the film. And what? Well, not, it's a biopic. Um, I just, you know, I, I, I think it could have done more to include uh, the actual kind of conversation in regards to war. Um, because I felt that that was sort of uh, missing in in the film, I guess. I don't know. That is, that's kind of how I felt uh, while watching. Uh, like, here's the thing. I, I, the, the political intrigue stuff is kind of interesting. You know, after his career where he, uh, you know, his, this, his status as a potential communist, you know, comes into effect and he's tried for his security clearance and all that shit. It's interesting, but I just, I just don't really care that much. Like, I just did not care about that plot thread at all. And that was like one third of the movie, you know what I mean? Um... I think it, I, I think it would have been more interesting to explore, you know, him really pushing for the kind of the, you know, his anti, you know, bomb hydrogen bomb production efforts, uh, really focusing on that, because then it would have been, it would have contrasted well with you know, just kind of the cause and effect of everything, him wanting to, you know, him wanting to become a scientist, like, what drove him to be, you know, what drove him to be, to, you know, go into, uh, quantum physics and everything like that, um, you know, what drove him to become a part of the Manhattan Project, you know, and then, you know, the, the effect of, the bombs and the war and then you know what effect did that have on his character and like why did he decide to really start pushing for you know dismantling kind of the nuclear program and that sort of thing i think it would have been more interesting to really focus on that and him making efforts to do those kinds of things because then it would have been uh i don't know i think it would have been a little more interesting again this is very much a character study you know they very like in in that kind of courtroom and I, I know it's not a courtroom but in, in the in that room when they're where they're sort of interrogating him you know they really dissect you know his relationships and, and everything like that um which is interesting which is kind of interesting but i i just was not i just didn't care that much about that to be completely honest um he is a really interesting person for sure uh he's a very fascinating historical figure um, but yeah, I think that because I sort of had this initial, you know, thing, uh, you know, how I was kind of looking through the lens of, you know, how, of just kind of the bombing and shit, 
I felt that I was maybe a bit you know disillusioned while watching the film part of me was you know what I mean um so I don't know maybe if I I, if I had a different mindset and I was just kind of going into it just sort of looking forward to seeing and getting to understand a historical figure a little better than maybe I would have I don't know, maybe I, I, I might have different thoughts on it, but that's just kind of where my head's at after watching the film. Um, I know I'm, I'm giving a lot of criticisms. Uh, I just think in terms of the... <laughs> so I'll try, because I have more criticisms too. It, like, this makes it seem like I really didn't like the movie. I, I enjoyed it. I thought the acting and everything, I thought the set pieces, all of that, the, the, the cinematography the music everything all the, the presentation of everything was really well done and i i enjoyed that aspect but i just have a lot of criticisms of of the film um and i i i think that's more interesting to talk about than what i thought was good because what i thought was good was kind of surface level uh and what i kind of have in terms of critiques i think are a little more uh, I don't know. I think I, I feel I have a bit more insight on, or I feel that I can provide a bit more commentary on. Um, I also, I, I think, um, now I haven't seen Tenet, which is, you know, Chris Nolan's last movie. Um, I heard that was a pretty mixed bag or in terms of, you know, reception, it was pretty mixed. Um, and so I think the last what was the, what was the last movie he put out? I think it was Dunkirk, right? I saw Dunkirk. I enjoyed Dunkirk. I thought that was pretty well done. It was with Harry Styles. <laughs> he wasn't the main guy, but he was one of the main characters. Um, I think, and I haven't seen, I haven't watched back any of his films recently. You know, Inception. Uh, at a point, I considered one of my favorite movies. I haven't watched it in recent memory um i'm wondering if how i feel about it if i watch it today um interstellar i really loved i really enjoyed i thought it was like a f awesome theater going experience um i think i'll still really enjoy it if i watch it again um and then you know like the dark knight trilogy and there's still other movies that i haven't really uh memento uh that was great i haven't seen the prestige there's other stuff that I haven't seen from him. Um, you know, obviously, like, the Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, but based on the movies that I have seen from him, I feel that I can kind of... One of the flaws or one of the things that I've kind of seen in his films is that the the interpersonal relationships are not super well done <laughs> I think I feel I just I never feel connected to any of the characters well I don't really feel super connected to a lot of the side characters like I love Inception but I'm mostly there for the the conceptual part of the movie you know the fact that you're going into dreams and you're kind of changing recalibrating a person or changing a person you know it's kind of like persona 5 <laughs> um uh 
the con- conceptual aspect of Inception was what drew me in and what made me love it so much, but not so much the characters. Uh, like the characters and kind of those relationships are not very interesting. Um, I just don't think they're super fleshed out. Um, the only one that's like that I it's like really memorable is between um, Leo DiCaprio's. I think like, his name was Cobb, right? his character Cobb and his dead wife's relationship, I think that, that was probably the most interesting. I mean, that was kind of like the emotional, um, the emotional heart of the story, right? But everything else was kind of just like these side characters that had certain skill sets that were good at some things, that, you know, but in terms of like the relationships that they had with one another, it was not very well fleshed out. Um, and that, I feel like that's I, I kind of noticed that as being kind of a common uh, weakness that I've seen in Christopher Nolan's films. And that was very apparent to me in this one especially. Um, I just never felt connected. I never felt any of the relationships he had with other people. Um, and I feel that kind of... Uh, and I, it's really hard to, you know, convey that. It's really hard to, you know, show every kind of relate because there's so many characters, there's so many figures in the film that it's really hard to, um, it's really hard to show that on on in the film. But I just like I think the biggest one that comes to mind is Oppenheimer's relationship with Gene. I don't like I didn't learn a single thing about Jean. I know we know nothing about her. We just know that they met at like a cocktail party. I, I she's like a grad student I think right and he was a professor and that they they met there and they hooked up. Um and, and then they got I guess they got married. They never really I feel like they never really uh maybe they did say it, but I just could have missed that. Could have just been like one second scene. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of scenes in this movie man I mean it's three hours long but when I say scenes I mean there's just a ton of set pieces there's so many um, I mean because they're just like you know jumping back and forth um, between time periods and shit which is I understand um, but we ne- we don't we don't know shit about Jean the only thing we know is that she's mentally ill and then she you know she unfortunately commits suicide, but that's like the only thing that we know about her. That she doesn't like. She there's this like thing where she gets flowers and throws them in the garbage, but that's it. We don't know anything. We don't know what she does. We don't know like what her, um, what her kind of position is. Like we don't we don't know anything. Like it's just sort of, I don't know. It just it it really, it was kind of, I was like like I didn't feel. I I wish I did. I felt I wish I felt something when, you know, the news came out that she um committed suicide, but you don't really feel anything cuz you don't know anything about her. Like you just know that this is a person that Oppenheimer had a relationship with in the past and this is also a person that she che- he cheated on with with his wife. Like these are just things that you that that's shown on the screen and 
and I guess uh, I guess that kind of contributes to I don't know it just it just sort of like <laughs> like it just it, it it bothered me a little bit like I just felt that I didn't it it, it didn't um there, there was no I don't know we we just aren't given it's really hard and I I I understand it's really hard to flesh out all of these characters especially in like a biopic where you're primarily focusing on a single person like they they are the focus of the film like I totally understand that but I I just I don't it, it's difficult for me to connect with this person if their relationships are not super well established or you know strong you know what I mean um and I think that's and it's not just the it's just I think it's just a common kind of through line with Christopher Nolan's other films you know what I mean uh, presentation and you know kind of the the theatrics of it are what sort of bring it you know uh kind of bring you know life to his films i do think i i, I do think that this is probably his, the most his like best written film in terms of like the dialogue um i thought the dialogue was like really tight um especially the conversations and you know the interrogation scenes i thought those were really well acted and well you know i guess well written because they were they felt pretty convincing um but outside of that i I don't know i I just i i think that maybe with certain films i'm just looking for more kind of deeper sort of um or just films in general as of late i've been looking for a bit more just kind of like a emotional pull as opposed to kind of being like this is what we're showing you this is like the historical event that occurred right um and uh you know i obviously it's you know with like a biopic it's not something that maybe i should try to you know get out of it but that's just kind of how another thing that i kind of felt with this film is that the the interpersonal relationships didn't feel uh drew me in a whole lot um so that's kind of where i stand also that that one sex scene it was pretty bad like it was just and then they reintegrated it back into kind of the courtroom scene or in the interrogation scene and i just felt that it, it just didn't add it didn't add anything i just didn't feel like it added much like you get kind of the anguish you you understand that he oppenheimer has affected the women around in his life i kind of get that i understand that but just <laughs> it just felt it was just kind of off-putting for one there's a sense of it was just kind of funny because it was like the only scene where there was this i don't know what kind of technique you would call it where he's sort of being you know where he's essentially naked in the interrogation room like his the relationships you know everything is kind of laid bare for everyone to see and you know he's naked and then he then it's sort of like he's he's having sex with gene in the in the interrogation room can we call it an interrogation room i don't fucking know the room where they're holding the hearings um and 
it cuts to, you know, Gene riding him, and it just sort of was like, okay, I don't know, <laughs> it was just, it, it didn't feel, uh, if it didn't, I, it was just, I, I thought it was more humorous than anything, and I just didn't, it, it, it didn't, like, land with me. I think another thing, and I, I, you know, I'm sorry that I keep harping on it, with, like, Gene's character especially, because I felt like that was probably one of the more glaring issues with the film, like, actually, like, actual glaring issues, you know, like, outside of my own kind of, like, um, opinion of, like, you know, how I viewed this through a historical lens of the people that were affected by the bombing and all that shit, outside of that perspective, on, on, on just kind of the, you know, a critique of the film in general is how they presented her character overall like half of the scenes with her are like she's naked you know what i mean like doesn't that kind of tell you a little bit <laughs> like of, of like how they're portraying the character like it's like probably like probably more than half of the scenes that she's on screen she's naked and she's you know you know she's like having sex with Oppenheimer, or she's, you know, she's just naked with him while having a conversation, like, that sort of thing, um, I, I feel that kind of tells you a little something, I feel that's, I don't know, and it's not a, exactly a great portrayal of someone, it, it's just, like, again, you just, you don't know anything about her, you really don't, you don't know shit about her, they don't tell you anything about her, like, they don't show her, they don't show her doing other things other than being in a relationship with him, so, I don't know, it's, uh, that was kind of, uh, disappointing, uh, in my opinion, I don't know how much more I have to say, again, I know a majority of what I've been talking about have been critiques, I just don't have a ton of, like, like, I, I, again, I enjoyed the movie, I had, I had, you know, overall, pretty positive experience while watching this movie i just have more critiques than i do like than i do in terms of like what i can say that are positive things that i can say that are positive because the things that i can say are positive are just related to the filmmaking itself which uh i don't like cinematography was good it was like well shot it was very pretty i don't like i don't know what else i can really add in terms of that uh dialogue was good you know um for the most part so yeah those are my thoughts uh yeah i just uh i enjoyed it again but i have a lot of, um i have a lot of uh criticisms with the film do i recommend it i don't know if i recommend it i i if you like christopher nolan then yeah check it out if you are sensitive to war stuff, maybe pass. But again, they didn't really show much <laughs> in terms of like people that are, you know, actually affected. So, uh, I don't know. It's not super. It's not like gory or violent. There's like sex. You know, there's again, there's like the sex scenes. That's kind of it. Uh, but nothing super. I don't know, shit, this is like, oh god, this is something that's gonna be, you know, it's gonna bother me, maybe, maybe it'll bother you, but, um, if, if, it, if it does kind of, if you are uncomfortable with, you know, these kinds of things, and you don't necessarily want to, uh, view them 
even though I, I think it is worth discussing these issues, um, then yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, you, you'll check it out if you want. If you don't want to, then there's nothing wrong with checking, not checking it out either. I think you can pass it, pass on this if you want, but it's a good, it's a solid film. It's a good film. Um, I do, I, I will say though, I think one good thing that I think that, that has kind of come out of this film's release is are the discussions regarding war and the bomb and the people that were affected that were actually affected like physically affected by the effects of like nuclear bomb testing radiation you know people that were literally killed like i think these are things that uh these are conversations that i've kind of heard you know kind of in online circles a little bit and I think that's good. I think that's it's good to, you know, bring some awareness and have some historical literacy on these things, including myself. Um, you know, I have I, I have the Sparks Notes version, versions of the things that have happened. Like, I know, you know, in general what has happened in World War II, but I, I kind of am still ignorant on the lasting effects of the bombing the you know what you know you know what kind of really occurred in uh you know hiroshima and nagasaki and all that um i don't really know a whole lot about you know the people that were you know you know kind of uh i guess you could say displaced with you know the military's testing that sort of thing right um so I don't know. There's a lot to really discuss outside of just, you know, Oppenheimer um, and, his, and his character. So I think that the discussions that have kind of sprung up from this film uh, is a good thing. So I, I, I feel that that's like kind of one positive takeaway that you can kind of have uh, with the film's popularity in that sense. Um, anyways long long talk of the film i had i had a, had a lot to say um uh what else i think that's it for me <laughs> i'm gonna leave it at that uh i will be maybe i'll shoot for a recording during the middle of the week we'll see again i think i'm expecting work to pick up so it's possible that i might just do a short weekend recording next week um so yeah just keep an eye out for that anyways uh thanks for listening as always this has been save the semantics signing off